trust the movement I negate the chaos Uplift the negative I'll show up at the table Again and again Welcome to Grassroot Ohio Conversations with everyday people Working on important issues Here in Columbus and all around Ohio I'm Carolyn Harding And today I'm talking with Joanne and Steve Grossman Advocates and champions of Maybe the first curbside composting program in Columbus Metro. Joanne and Steve Grossman have worked to create Bexley, Ohio's Environmental Sustainability Advisory Committee, where Joanne currently leads the Food Waste Recycling Group. Joanne was project coordinator for the League of Women Voters when they hosted an education program to a Ukrainian delegation on the American rule of law. She was a volunteer coordinator for Jewish Family Services for the resettlement of people from the previous Soviet Union, coordinator for the Religious Coalition for Abortion Rights, outreach coordinator for the Holocaust Education Council, and president of the board of Temple Beth Shalom. As a bat and bar mitzvah tutor at Temple Beth Shalom during a 28-year period, Joanne prepared over 250 students during a nine-month period for the B'nai Mitzvah. Together with her husband, Steve, they created Temple Beth Shalom's green team that provides their religious community with the tools, guidance, and ongoing support needed to create a culture of conservation, sustainability, and environmental awareness. Prior to retiring in 2017, Steve Grossman was the executive director of the Ohio Water Development Authority where he oversaw the financing to local governments for projects related to water pollution control, water supplies, solid waste, and brownfields remediation. And in his 29 years with the authority, Steve presided over awarding approximately $13 billion of loans. Before joining OWDA in 1988, he was the assistant director of the Ohio Environmental Protection Agency, where he was responsible for overall agency planning, budgeting, and administration. Working with the Mid-Ohio Regional Planning Commission, Steve has created the resident-based Environmental Sustainability Forum, where a number of cities in Franklin and Delaware counties are coming together to share successes and ideas. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio. Thank you. Thank you. According to the city of Bexley's curbside composting page, there has been 959, 710 pounds of food recycled through your program. 32% of Bexley households are participating in the food waste recycling program. And 100% of Bexley households are eligible to participate in this composting program. This, in my eyes, is a win. And right now, Ohio needs to celebrate our wins, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You both have careers in sustainability, social justice, and racial justice. Why composting and why now? Let's start with you, Joanne. So I will start with Carolyn, actually. I, I don't know if Carolyn knows this, but I was highly influenced by her. Uh, when she was involved with um, trying to stop fracking in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And, but at the time, she was probably a little more progressive about the issue than I was. But I was very interested in doing something for our city. So I think the big thing, we kept going to our mayor and telling him that we needed to do something. And to be honest with you, we didn't know what that thing would be. We did Mm. not know what it would be, but we kept being on him. And eventually 
He took us on. And actually, the food waste idea was his idea. But we took it on as our project. Okay. We created, um, in going to the mayor, uh, he was re- he inherited the position when our pre- prior mayor uh, passed away. And as and council had made Ben, who was president of council at the time, um, the mayor. And uh, we went to him initially, but he wasn't ready to do to proceed. Several years later, uh, circumstances changed. We went to him to again, and at that time, and actually initially, we had, we were working with. I had known Mike Greenberg, who was a solid waste consultant for many years. And one time at, at lunch, he told me how he had created a zero waste plan for the city of Oberlin. And I said, oh, we need to do that in Bexley. So that's when we went to the mayor the first time. We weren't ready. We went back again with Mike two years later. And at that time, the mayor was ready. And Mike got uh, the city a grant from the Solid Waste Authority in Franklin County, Swaco. And the city didn't have to pay for it. Put together and you take over. Yeah, yeah, because then I was a part of the committee, but we had about 10 or 12 people sitting around the table and we learned a lot about about environmental issues. And with this project went on for about a year and then we moved on to doing something in our city. A solid waste plan, a zero waste plan was created, which exists today on our on, on Bexley's web page. But it really, the major thing in it to us was that it created a plan, plan, but also a committee, a solid waste environmental advisory committee, uh, committee, of which there were initially seven members, and we were two of those members. It has since transformed into just, we wanted to get more people involved. So we just had really three members, and we're formally created, we're creation of the city which I think is important. Yeah, we both think you can't do this all by yourself. You have to be willing to work with your city and to encourage your community or your government to be a part of it. But they have to be a part of it. Fortunately, Mayor Kessler, we call him the environmental (laughs) rock star of Franklin County. And he's also a good singer. But anyway, and he plays uh, the piano. So, um, So he just jumped right into it and we've had his support there. And I think to me, that's very important to get get the the whole community involved. Um, So you have 32% buy-in. And and to be honest with you, you might think that's good, but we don't think it's good enough. I think, (laughs) you know, we've walked, we'll talk about our walking the community, but I think it's a higher percentage. My gut feeling it's about 40 to 42 percent doing it, but the tonnage is really impressive. Well, I I am um, someone who composts from your program. And um, I now have it's not it's not it's our program, our program, but the one you spearheaded that you're that you're making sure happens. And um, now I have two buckets because I have so much, you know, vegetable, you know, peels and all the other things that I compost. And um, there was a little while that you had some alternative bags that that weren't working very well. And you soon got the good ones back. (laughs) And, and I went down the street and I talked with some of my neighbors about the composting program. And one of them was just loved it. But she said, I sometimes need extra bags. I don't know what to do. 
So what would people do? Joanne, they're always at city hall. We have to get the word out. You know, I don't think either one of us are real, like, you know how some people are great marketing people. I don't know if we're the, you're the, <laughs> you should work with us. You need I'll to market us. this. That's for you sure. You need to help us because in the, on the environmental committee, we have decided food waste is my project because there's, we're doing lots of other things, but this is, this is to me the most important. Look, 40% of the waste in the, in the landfill is food and it does not have to be. No. And when I always tell people it is so easy and to be honest with you, if it wasn't so easy, I probably wouldn't do it. Right. And now when I'm at somebody else's house and they don't collect their food waste when they're cooking, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm so used to not throwing it away. And I always feel that this is one thing and an easy thing that we can do for our environment. But we're going to work with you, Carolyn. So Steve and I have walked the streets and we drop literature at people's houses who do not participate. We know everybody who is composting. We have the addresses of those who are. So we don't go to them. We, we go have, to the homes that are not composting. So, but we're not, we're not, we don't knock on people's doors. We're sort of not allowed to. We don't knock on people's <laughs> doors. But many times, if we do see someone, they'll say, oh, I didn't even know about this. And I yeah. can't figure out how they don't. I mean, we always put it on, but I don't read Facebook all the time or all this, the Bexley buzz. All yeah, the, I really don't. One of the so best, they don't get it. They don't. One of the best. You're going to help us. One of the best comments we get when we speak with somebody is, gee, I wonder you know, what that white bucket is doing out in front of my neighbor's house. Right. They don't ask. Or like some people feel that it'll create a, a bad smell in their houses. And to be honest with you, I would not like a bad smell in my house. I keep a little Tupperware container. It's not that little, but it's a Tupperware container in my kitchen. And every so often I put it into my little bucket, which is sitting on my porch. I don't keep the whole bucket in my house and there is no odor. It is, I keep telling people it is the easiest thing that you can do. Isn't that? It is. We keep it in a, a kind of a stock pot that has a lid on the stove and it's attractive. Right. And it gets big. And so it is a job to take that out and make sure you get it in the bag and in the a bucket. But it's it, it doesn't smell. And it's I just cleaned out my refrigerator to get room for the holidays coming up. And, you know, there's things that you need to compost or throw away. But I didn't have to throw any of that food away. I got to put it in the compost and know where. Well, I want to ask you guys to tell our listeners where does this food waste go and what happens to it? Hmm. You tell me. Initially, it was it, initially it went into a into a compost a company which had a huge composting mountain basically. It was near us. It was it, it was on Elm Creek and it had to be combined with wood and other carbon products. And then after a month, it turned they processed it further. And it was compost. Right now, the company that we use is... Is it Innovation? No, 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 no. They changed their name. Well, they changed. Oh. And I had my... Now I can't find it. has a oh, new name. Hold it. I had it right in front of me. <laughs> it's now called Earth Peak Organic. Earth, Earth Peak. Peak Organics. Okay. And the owner of that, you know, Innovative Organics 
you basically, I, I don't think they exist anymore. That there were two owners, they split. One guy went his own way. The other person we works with us who picks it up, and that's the important thing. We're the only community, to the best of my knowledge, that has curbside pickup. And we were able to do this, and the mayor did a brilliant job of putting the cost within our solid waste, within the solid waste bill. And he did that by changing the way about 40 to 50% of our garbage was picked up. It used to be picked up by having a, a little cart go up the driveway. And the other rest of it is we have many alleys in Bexley, and that's where the people would have their garbage and still do. But we had to put our garbage out on the curb. So what? What the way we changed it, and we don't tell people, <laughs> the way we changed it is, I don't know if you, do you have an alley? Do you have an alley? No. At your house? You don't. No. All right. You're like us. So the garbage men would come up your driveway and get your garbage. And they came up our driveway and got our garbage because we don't have an alley. Well, that's very expensive, very expensive. So we changed the system where everyone has to put their garbage in front, which is not terrible. And we'll have to tell you how we introduce it. I've got to tell you money. We have to tell you. So now, and that's how we got the money. See, you can tell we're very passionate <laughs> so about this. years ago. <laughs> this is a great story. A number of years ago, we were in California. And I have a, and we were in, in La Jolla. In La Jolla. I have a favorite restaurant there. We went to it. Then we drove around La Jolla. We walked. Earlier, we had been at a, a few days earlier, we had just been at a city council meeting where there's um, the garbage, the folks who pick up the garbage, which is Rumpke, they were discussing about having to put totes, the huge garbage, 20 gallon buckets, gallons, whatever, you know, out in the, in the street. And the council was saying the people in Bexley could not, would not stand for that to have those out in the streets. So we're in La Jolla. And it's garbage day. And, and La Jolla is probably one of the richest communities in the country. Well, the, the median household, I looked it up at the time, it probably still is. The median household price was the highest in the United States. And I took pictures of it because their buckets, their totes were in the street. And then I emailed every city council member and the mayor and basically said, with that information, we just told you, if it's good enough for La Jolla, it's good enough for Bexley. <laughs> Several years later, we, did, we got it done. So that was a major thing. And so everybody is paying right now in their solid waste bill. And I think the last time I looked it up, I heard about it, it was about $17 a year. So when your solid waste bill increased by 2 or 3%, there was none. Nobody complained. Nobody knew about it. And unfortunately, fortunately, right now, those who are not compost, you know, not participating, participating are paying for it. So okay. We this we is Carolyn to... Harding with Grassroot Ohio. Today, I'm talking with Joanne and Steve Grossman about the curbside composting program that they have spearheaded in Bexley, Ohio. What have been some of the challenges in this program for you? Well, the, for me, the biggest challenge is getting more people to do it. And we, uh, you know, look, we we, we distribute, oh, we distribute literature. We post it on Facebook. We post it on Bexley Buzz. And I know that we're doing pretty well. I want us to do better. And I find it very. I don't know how to market it to get more people to want to do food waste 
pick up and to know that how easy it is. That's for me the biggest challenge. Many years ago, I worked on Bexley's, the school systems, a levy campaign. And there was an old time political consultant there who basically told me people have to hear and see things seven different ways before it, it sinks in. So there's been newspaper, there's been magazine articles in Bexley's living uh, thing, and it's on our uh, Bexley Buzz, and it's on, you know, other places. Grassroot, Ohio. Yeah. No. Yes. So what's um, so when we walk the streets, I keep detailed statistics, <laughs> and I know the homes we've been to, and I know the homes that we where we haven't been. And where people are now have started to, and I know in each of those cases, I look at every few months where we've been and where we haven't been and who now is doing it. And it's basically four times as many people, and it's not a high percentage, but four times as many people do it with the flyer that we've left behind than just hearing about it. That little piece of information. So that's, and so we continue to walk the streets and we have some of the bigger, the, the bigger homes that we have yet to hit. And we're going to be doing that in the near future. But South Bexley is always an easy place to hit because you like get it. your bang for your walking. <laughs> we get a bigger bang for our buck. So yeah, it's, good. it's like it's like knocking on doors when you're running for office. I mean, it's you just exactly the same thing. Knock on doors and get to talk to people and get them used to it. And the people that are doing it like it. I mean, there's you know, it really is easy. Like you said, Joanne, it's easy. Now, Bexley is the challenges. Pardon me? Challenges, you know, there are some households where there's a single person to doing it, also an elderly person. Either they hardly eat anything and they said, we're not going to do it, or they go out for almost all their meals and they don't do it. There is, then there's the young people who have a young child and they'll say, I'm, I have to do so many things. This is just one other thing. And, and they I, don't do it. We don't get it because it's if it wasn't easy... And then there's also the yik factor. Yes, there is. And that's a major factor. Yeah. I have a question about, have you reached out, have other communities reached out to you for the steps, how to do this? Um, Because I know a lot of communities have a sustainability um, objectives, like Worthington does. And I'm sure that Upper Arlington and um, who knows, maybe even Whitehall. How are you? Are you able to share this with other communities? They haven't really come to us. Yes. Well, we have. Well, we have in in the sense that through Morpsy Mid Ohio Regional Planning Commission. Yes. We have created a um, basically a countywide resident-based environmental sustainability forum. And we've first we had a virtual meeting during the COVID time, and we've had two uh, live meetings, and we have shared experiences with the, with all those communities. I think probably our major influence that I can point to, and, and as we did this, we've discovered that most of the, a lot of the cities, um, Whitehall is not included, Reynoldsburg is not included. They're not doing it. But most of the cities have a grant from Swaco to, uh, to to pay for their food waste. But it's not sustainable. It has. To, it's personally, financially, it's not sustainable. And the sense I have is that most communities are bashful 
about paying for it. So there is, um, as there is one or two other companies out there that you bring the food waste to a certain place and it'll end up being composted. And I know, so New Albany was not doing this. We planted the seeds with them because they participated in, the, in our first virtual meeting. And a year and a half ago, they created an environmental sustainability advisory committee. And we, we do committee. feel we, yeah, we had an influence upon and them. And there are now three places in New Albany, and you don't have to pay for this. This is, it's, this is free. There's three places, two around uh, close to City Hall in New Albany, and one is located in the parking lot of Temple Beshalom, where we have partnered with uh, All Saints Episcopal Church because New Albany didn't like where All Saints had were collecting their food waste. All Saints was going to put it in front of their building. And the, the city of New Albany did not like that. So they put it in the back of Beth Shalom, which is right next door. And that is one of the in sites. Shed, in the shed. And that's one of the So the we're, sites. Very, we're very proud of that. And so this is no, composting, but it's not curbside. It's no, just, we're the it's, only no. ones that do curbside. Okay, so, so, so we're the only ones who are. So Steve and Joanne. I would request, request that you create a cheat sheet, like 10 points, what each community, if they wanted to learn or start a curbside composting program in their community, just a cheat sheet and maybe with some links. And that way you have that, that people can go directly to your um, webpage. And what webpage do you have? Is it the Bexley webpage? The city has it, and have I studied it lately? No. Are we Will so I now study it? Yes. <laughs> We're not so good at that. Yes. Well, I think we also. I think for our temple, um, we have our our leader for, for our temple. I think created something similar to that, mm -hmm. and we'll do a cheat sheet on that, and you know, plagiarize it, and and we'll you know, work that. work on something. We will, you know. I people like people it. can handle a cheat sheet like a bullet points like this yes. this and this it's, with it's, a with a link with information and I'm going to share this um who do you feel what people are the most receptive to this um kind of program would would we should we send it to the mayors should we send it to um the environmental you know um little small subgroups who do you think would uh, in different communities would be like you guys and take this on i would send it to the mayors and uh the sustainability there there's usually an environmental group and the environmental well, group if you're talking about it's franklin fun. county that's you know most places with it's pretty well uh, covered you know through our committee one we know of one instance where the where a city in uh the county uh invited uh, to our committee first of all our chairperson uh, Elizabeth Elman was hired by the city to be the sustainability person there, I think for 30 hours a week, and she's doing a great job. Um, she did speak at, at one city, to, which I will not mention, which basically rejected what she was saying. So there has to be money out there. You know, New Albany is paying for what they're doing. Um, they have the money. To do this. Not all, look, look. We would send a cheat sheet. Not all communities um, 
they have are there. Pay, huh? They're not there yet. They're not there yet because if they were there and they would know how important it is, which I learned. But you're putting the seed in their mind, just like with um, your mayor wasn't ready a couple of years when you first introduced the idea. And now he's full bore. And it took us like seven years, to be honest with you. Now, I don't want you to think that we were running to his door every day because we were not. (laughs) We weren't. But to be think about this. Didn't it take about seven years? Second freaking seven years. During, what, <laughs> during one of the two in-person forms that we had, both the mayor of Bexley and the recently elected mayor of Gehanna right. were extremely supportive and basically told the group that was there, you know, if if at first you don't succeed, keep on bugging us because we'll, you know, we'll respond. Um, so they think. And I think you, now people are more in tune with it. They're realizing how. Every, the climate change is real. I think they're realizing it. What do you think about the city of Columbus? I mean, is it doesn't isn't Rumpke the the group that collects all the trash there? I believe so, and I and they do. I mean, I know yes because Rumpke also does their their recycling. And I'll just put a plug in for Rumpke. Rumpke has an extremely impressive recycling facility. And they're in the process of building over the next two years, even a more impressive recycling facility. Some people will complain that why don't they recycle? Why can't we recycle this item? And the reason that they can't do it is because there's no market for it. But there wasn't a market for glass, but up until several years when China stopped accepting our stuff and Rumpke built a facility in this, I think it's in Dayton for glass, and now all the glass can be recycled. Enough of that. I just want to put a plug in for that. Definitely. I think, and I think it's more in the urban areas and the suburban areas that you focus on, not the rural areas, because rural areas will do composting. They'll just take their stuff out and give it to the animals. Yeah. Um, or make their own compost um, bin or, you know, pile. Yes. Yes. We haven't been able to conquer the city of Columbus, maybe because it's too large. I, I can't, I that's don't a, know why. A, it is, that's a good question. I have, I, we have, con- we, we talk with the city of Columbus. Columbus also, the city has four small environmental groups. Columbus is there, it's called Green Spot Columbus. There are also four green spots. The most active green spot is Clintonville. And that's a question I'm going to raise with the Clintonville people in the near future, because that's a starting point. That's a good place to stop. Thanksgiving is around the corner, and I am grateful for your lifelong dedication to water, soil, food, social and religious rights. And in my humble opinion, this curbside composting program is an inspiration and a huge win. Steve and Joanne Grossman, thank you for joining us today at Grassroot Ohio. Thank you. Thank you for having us. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN.org, Grassroot Ohio now airs on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM.org, 92.7, 98.3 FM Columbus, and at 4 p.m. on WEJPLP, 107.1 FM in Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for joining us. 
You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.